Dawn of Mantis is brought to you by Redbeard Sound. Redbeard Sound provides music production, audio editing, and live sound engineering, and is where Dawn of Mantis records our podcast. You can find Sam's information on our website, dawnofmantis.com, or at redbeardsound.com. Ever since the Earth has circled the sun, there have been fantastic tales of wonder and mystery that the faint of heart dare not discuss. But two brave, uninformed souls have the brass to tackle every extraordinary happenstance from the modern age to the dawn of Mantis. Welcome to the Dawn of Mantis. This is a variety podcast. Uh, I always forget to mention, we have a Patreon. Um, I don't ever plug it, and we should. Lance is on it. He's he's a patron. So if you want to check us out, we've got some really cheap packages in there. Uh, This stuff isn't free. We we love to do it for free, and we'd do it for free for years, but... If uh, if you'd like to help us out, get on Patreon and see what we're we're all about on there. Yeah, you can also go to www.dawnofmantis.com. That's right. And Twitter, at Dawn of Mantis. I have Joe here, Sam, and my daughter, Hannah. She's in the studio with us this week again. Yes. So, yeah. What do we got, Joe? Well, right before we started recording, Hannah dropped a bomb on she us. She did. She dropped a bomb. This may be better than Mark Gormley last week. I didn't. I love it when I find out. I'm like, how has this shit existed for this long? And I did not know. So, Hannah, I'm going to hand it over to you. Drop this on us. Well, I have recently been on a Muppets deep dive because they put all of the seasons, the original seasons, on Disney Plus, and I've been watching the Muppets covers on YouTube. And if you didn't know those existed, go check those out right now. And this is one of them: a Talking Heads cover by Kermit the Frog. I just want to recap that she just said. A Talking Heads cover by Kermit the Frog. I don't that 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 deserves pause. I those can't. Don't, those don't go together to you. <laughs> when she first said that a while ago, that was just like that's like she said Santa Claus did <laughs> tentacle porn or something. It was just like I can't put those two things together. I don't understand. Oh, so anyway, oh. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, sorry. Let's go to the. Let's just play it. Let's forget what I said there. You may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself in another part of the world. And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. And you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? <laughs> yeah, Miss Piggy, really? Letting the days go by, letting the water hold me down, letting the days go by. I like it better than the original. I like it a lot. And you may ask yourself, how do I work this? You may ask yourself, where is that large automobile? And you may tell yourself, he also does a nine-inch nails cover. No way! I'm not joking. You're kidding me. He does hurt. Yeah, but, but oh, that was a but, joke, wasn't wait, it? Wait, wait, wait. That I don't think that's official. 
Yeah, um, it shows him like doing heroin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. That's that. I <laughs> well, know it should very be official. Well. <laughs> I hurt myself. No, it literally shows him like tying off his arm. Even worse than that. <laughs> even, I haven't seen that one Even worse. He's doing bad stuff in that thing. Uh, well, I mean. I hurt myself today. Yes. Break, you nailed yes. It. it is. <laughs> I don't know if I want to recommend that one, but. Uh, uh, I mean, if, if you want to search that out, you can. You know, that's free country. Furry country. What have I become? Yeah. What have I become? Man, Sam's nailed the Kermit oh, voice. Man. Oh, yeah. That's about he, all I can do. Quick sing Ring- Rainbow Connection. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that song would bring a little tear to your eye, won't it? Yes. That's that's pretty deep. Why are there so many <laughs> songs? Jim Henson is rolling in his grave. You're making me laugh. <laughs> I love it. Keep songs. going. I can't. You make me laugh. Sorry, sorry. Go. Nope, it's gone. <laughs> the moment's passed. I'm not what doing about it. Rainbows. You want to do it? I can see it in your eyes. Uh, I keep like almost laughing when I go. Don't look at me. I love it. It's awesome. What's on the other side? <laughs> That's all I got. I'm done. <laughs> so, now let's think, amazing. Let's think of other songs for Kermit. Like, give it away. Give it away. Give it away. Now. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I got you. Got to give it to your. Oh, Joe mama. has every other awesome. impression, and I have Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> It's not fair, is it? No. <laughs> it's not fair. You have one really good one. Uh, Ivan, what is it? I can't remember. You said do Hank from uh, King of the Hill. Oh. <laughs> what you need is a good butane regulator. But I can't get it. I, I haven't been able to get it in years. There was another one. There was a different one. I can't remember. I can't, yeah, I it know. was like, Hannah, do you have any impressions? Nope. That's <laughs> the one that I want to give our fans to watch them up at Sunday. <laughs> That's great. That's the impression. <laughs> That's the impression. Yes. I want to impress upon you to watch the Muppets. I don't know that I've ever heard that sentence before when, when Hannah said it before we started recording, but she's just like, I've been on a Muppets deep dive. <laughs> I can do a fragment of Bobby Hill, but it's not very oh, good. Who do it? When he's like, but dad. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. I will spit out my, my Blackberry Canada dry ginger ale. Cheap plug. <laughs> dad. <laughs> my purse i don't know you <laughs> they go my purse luann was it was it luann the sister what was well she was the like niece of yeah the Peggy. niece she was the best wasn't that britney murphy yes yeah rest in peace britney murphy mm-hmm. but god oh, she was, i didn't know that was her yeah yes and then um and lucky who you know she married later in the series was tom petty what yeah Whoa. i did holy shit see i see it seems like i heard that but I think I mentioned it off, yeah, off, that is, off air. That's crazy. A week or so ago, but yeah. Yeah. Yep. My favorite quote of his He's, is... Uh, he slipped on pee-pee at the <laughs> Megalodon. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Hank quote is, uh, for some reason, somebody thought he was homosexual, and he said, I'm not gay. I sell propane. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Like that. How could the two go? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, two of the guys from Office Space are in it. Bill is uh, the one that's like, did you take my red staple? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? That's who Bill is. Yeah, that's him. Bill Dozer. That guy's name is Steven something. Steven Root. Root, yeah. And David Herman is Buckley. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. I feel like a lot of Donna Mantis listeners would love Office Space. Not love. I bet they already do. My favorite character in Office Space? What would you do if you could? I'll tell you what. Two girls at the same time. (laughs) <laughs> that guy, his neighbor. <laughs> that guy's what? hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. 
So I made a I made a meme whenever we missed all those snow days because I get tired of I don't like the the term pivot. We're gonna pivot to online learning. Mm-hmm. So I I made a meme and I sent it to a bunch of my teacher friends and it said, Hey, at your school where you used to teach, did they use the word pivot? And then I, I had I had the office space characters and the guy's like, Hey, no man. <laughs> get your ass kicked by saying something like that. <laughs> no, man. Hell no. You got a case of the Mondays? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't like pivot. And then I sent back to you the famous, and I don't know who will know this, but the uh, the episode of Friends where they're trying to carry the couch up and Ross keeps going, pivot, pivot. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot I sent that to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I sent that yeah. back. Hey, and real quick, um, don't forget, I know we forgot to pitch it last week, but our new mini-series, Mini Manus, coming out at 9 a.m. on Tuesdays, um, I think from here on out. Yeah. It seems like. Yeah. yeah talking as- about... Uh, superstitions. Yeah, superstitions. That's going to be the first two or three mini yeah. mantises. Well, not the first. The first one was Max but Headroom. It, it's the origins of superstitions. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so check yeah. those out. If you're not getting enough of us, you're, <laughs> now you're getting more. Even. Yeah, it's little 30-minute episodes roundabout. Mm-hmm. So. Once a week's not enough to hear three gingers talk about random stuff. No, no I no, agree. It's not enough. And it's four because Hannah is also a ginger. Not anymore. I'm back to blonde. Well, I'm back I- to the... <laughs> You can dye your hair, my dear, but you are still a ginger. I'm a ginger at yeah. heart. So. Yes. <laughs> you are still a DNA, genetically. <laughs> You're a ginger. All right. I mean, we're going gray and stuff, too, we're but we'll always be. Three gingers and a little lady. <laughs> <laughs> let's do, let's make that movie. <laughs> if Maury Povich runs out of, like, the paternity things, they, you could send a blood sample and go on a show, and you could talk about gingers, and he'd be like, you are not... A ginger, and then the crowd's like, "Oh, <laughs> but you are!" <sighs> oh no! It's like no one knows how to feel about it. Those are so sad, especially when the girl is holding the baby, and when the guy finds out he's not the father, like he's over there high fiving his friends and like doing air <laughs> runs out of the room. <laughs> yes, and I'm like, it's just so sad because there's this poor little kid sitting there. It's like, well, I guess you're not my dad. Of course, I don't know if it's staged or whatever, but there was a girl that had like three guys on there and none of them were. <laughs> and so he was like, he was like, well, is there someone else? She said, and she's crying, of course. And she's like, there's a couple. Could be. You know, it's like oh, a couple. You were busy, my dear. Yeah. You were busy. Yeah. So anyway, messed I think up. it's staged. I do too. Probably. I, so. I, yeah, that's, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's not, I mean. Not I, Jerry Springer though. That crap's real. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably that it's probably that it's a true story and they they pay him to kind of fabricate right. some things yeah i bet it is so there's grain of truth jerry springer when he first started way back it was fairly serious right he was like you know well let's we're go, well, let's get to the bottom of racial relations and, and it nowadays totally it's scripted. like and then oh. it got to jerry beads <laughs> yes and now they ring the bell and there's midgets fighting and girls licking <laughs> you know i like how the whole the whole episode is chaos, but then he he imparts this grain of wisdom at the very yeah. final <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> final thoughts. Jerry's yeah. final thoughts. Until be- then, be kind to each other. Yeah, we'll see you next next week when people are going to be beating the shit out of each be other. Be kind <laughs> to each other. Yeah. So we're going to get these two people that are wanting to fight and put them within four feet of each other, and then they have that guy or had him happy. Steve. No, not Steve. Yeah, he's uh, got his own show now. He yeah. does. Yeah. Steve Bos- Blosco. Or- uh, no, it's like W. It's like... Wilco. Wilco. Yeah, yeah. See Wilcos. Yes, Wilcos. We got there eventually. <laughs> but no, for a while, there was like this guy that had no lower half of his body that was breaking up the fights and stuff. You see really? that? Oh, I swear no. to God. 
No. Yeah, he would just run in there on his hands and, and hold people by their shins and try to keep them from fighting. Of course, we're talking about it like it's now. It's like 25 years ago. Yeah, it was a ways back. <laughs> I love the Dr. That's, Evil that's episode. That's all about that's us. Nostalgia. Dr. Evil? The Dr. Evil. Oh, yeah, on the movie. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, that was pretty oh, funny. Throw me right. a freaking bone here. <laughs> so, Scotty, your dad wants to take over the world. <laughs> Feels that way, doesn't it? <laughs> That's awesome. All right, you want to do a quick recap on part one of this? Yeah. Let's recap. Let's do it. Part one, uh, the Wanda Beach murders. Let's see. I'll just do this without notes. We have uh, Marianne Schmidt and Christine Sherrick and uh, their two gals, 15-year-old gals living in sunny, beautiful Australia. Um, and they go to the beach, and the cone snails aren't the only thing dangerous there. That, 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 that didn't... <laughs> That was not how I pictured it in my mind. Maybe you should stick to your notes. <laughs> That's what happens. When I... the, you know, it was funnier because it was a fail than the original joke could have ever been. The and fail also, is there funnier. are like so many worse things that could happen to you at a beach, like drowning, ripped in your cone snails. I think, the, isn't the cone snail like the most dangerous thing on the planet? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I watched something where like one one milligram of its venom or something can kill like a a country or something. Not oh. really. That's a bit of a stretch. But they're super, super yeah, they're, poisonous. Yeah, they are extremely venomous. Yep. Thank you very much. Wow. You got anything over there? Cone snails? They use a hypodermic needle-like modified radula tooth and a venom gland to mm -hmm. attack and paralyze their prey before engulfing it. Suck on that. Ah, man, you're right about that. Cone snails are dangerous. See, another reason I don't like the beach. We talked about that before. Well, the beach in Australia is like everything in Australia can kill you. Though. That's true. Like that's true. If you look up the the world's top like twenty most deadly anything, like nineteen of them are in yeah. Australia. They got <laughs> crazy, sea snakes. Yes. venomous sea snakes. Even even a goddamn stingray. I mean, it killed Steve Irwin. Hmm. Yeah. I, I did. mean, come on. I mean, I'm, most of the time they're pretty chill, right? But this particular one was a real dick. Yeah. So I would say the biggest dick ever. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah's a fan, and so am I. But Hannah's a super fan. I mean, it's hard not to be a fan of that guy. And no, his kids are awesome. If you if you keep track of them, Bindi and they're, that, they're carrying on the yeah. torch. Bindi's oh, expecting. Bindi's yeah. having a baby. No soon. way. Oh yeah. Awesome. She's married, having a baby soon. See, and we're not even off topic because we're talking about Australia folk. Yeah, that's right. There's a, if you want to look at a funny clip, there's a clip where the, what's the boy's name? Robert. Yeah. He goes on, uh, he goes on, uh, like Stephen Colbert or oh, something. He goes on like Jimmy Fallon a Fallon. lot. Now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, who was the guy that was so afraid oh. of all the animals? Um, wasn't it? It was Kevin Hart. Yeah. Was Kevin on Hart. Yeah. yeah. Terrified of everything. <laughs> he would not touch. He is very any, small. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it is a really you'll laugh clip, out loud when you watch yeah. that clip. It's so He's awesome. like, this guy is just a little Sheila. She's not going to hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Hart's like, ah! <laughs> so much so they're on the couches and he's standing over there where the he's by the curtain. Yeah, yeah, he's by the curtains where the stand-up comedians stand, <laughs> and that's where he is. He's supposed to be on the couch with them, and that's they keep awesome. panning wide to him. <laughs> and it's like, come over, this is little one. Nah, little ones scare me more than the big ones. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Oh my god! So yeah, we're in Australia. The two gals go to the beach. They have some of the younger siblings siblings with them. They kind of pull a weird stunt and say, we're going to go back and get the bags. But instead they go the opposite direction and the kids are like, what's going on? And then they are never seen again. Uh, they did the autopsies. 
uh, the girls were, it, it's bad. Uh, it was, it was not good, but they, uh, they have no really usable evidence, right? That's where we are. The question, the cone snails. <laughs> where were you? At the time. No, I'm sorry. We need someone who speaks cone snail. <laughs> it's getting bad. No, I'd be like, we need someone who speaks cone snail. He's hissing, but I don't know what it means. So what they did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at the accent, not even the joke. Oh, okay. It's good. It's um, good. I love it. Good job. So what they do is, who they do question, though, is the Schmidt children. Okay. Not question them like, you know, did you do it? But just like, what did you see? Right? They yeah. questioned all the little Schmitz. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, you little Schmitz. All right. I love it. That's very good. <laughs> We're on fire tonight. Yes. Since the Schmidt children had been present for the girls' critical final hours, they were questioned exclusive, extensively sorry, by police. In the days following the murders, they were taken to the scene in the hopes that they could provide authorities with any clues. It was then that seven-year-old Wolfgang gave police their first tangible clue. He claimed that as the girls walked away into the sandhills that day, they were joined uh, by the crab. I put carb on my notes because I'm a, a dumbass. A crab hunting could have been carb hunting. He could have been like, "Have you seen a subway sandwich anywhere?" I don't know. Maybe carb hunting. The crab hunting boy they had spoken to previously at Cronulla Beach. He described the boy as roughly their same age, with light hair and a smooth complexion. He wore only a gray pair of shorts and had a blue towel slung over his shoulder. Though his spear was now gone, he still had the holstered knife on his side. Wolfgang claimed that the boy was asking the girls questions, kind of badgering them and that the girls were trying to ignore him and leave him behind. If the cops weren't frothing at the mouth yet, I'm sure they certainly were when Wolfgang went on to claim that a little while later he saw the same boy walking back from the same direction the girls had went without the girls. Wow. The police immediately set about rendering a composite drawing, but the more they tried, the more nonsensical and vague Wolfgang's description became. Nevertheless, the media picked up the ball and ran, posting headlines like, Schmidt sibling spied killer! And he saw the surfy, which I guess is what they call surfers. Australians put E on the end of everything. Okay. Like Brody, surfy, bendy. Okay. It's, have you never noticed that? I, I have now. That's, that's, I haven't Barbie. noticed that before. Hmm? The Barbie. Barbie. Shrimp on the Barbie. Yeah. Everything's like, you know, Joey. I, I'm perfect. I'm a baby kangaroo and I have the pr- right pronunciation. What do you got, Hannah? That. Folks in the Australian Capital Territory called Western Australia Midi. See? The Midi of Australia. Everything mm-hmm. has an E on the end of it. And when I was watching some of these documentaries, like West Ride, someone was like, Westy. It's just like everything's. Beer is Bevy. Bevy? Mm-hmm. See? Wow. Wonder what, wonder what that is. Yeah. I don't know. Just Sammy? Something they do. Yeah. Hi. Hey, Sammy? They probably say Annie? Sammy instead of sandwich. Oh, I bet they do. Is that a sandwich, Sammy? A Heine? I've heard that before. A Heine? Yeah. Heineken's a Heine? Let's go down to the pub and grab a Heine? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even mean for that to happen! <laughs> That's such a gift! <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Unintentional pun. Horses are called Netties. What are horses called? Netties. Netties. Net. <laughs> Very good. Very. So you're good. grabbing Netties, Heine. 
just... Now you're unconsciously punning. <laughs> That's how much we pun. You do it unconsciously, subconsciously, somehow, whatever that means. God dang, that was so that was so good. Didn't mean to do that. Um yeah, so <laughs> You can cut that out, right, Sam? No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, to this day, the shirtless boy remains the most common image associated with the killer. Along with uh, Wolfgang, a few others came forward to say they had witnessed someone possibly linked to the crime. Two girls who'd been riding their netties along the Wanda Beach that fightful day. That's horses for you non-Australian people. We have Australian listeners, so I wonder if uh, how how good we're doing. We just got probably followed. not well. Yeah. yeah, do we still? <laughs> is my question. Is this called a party? A podcast? <laughs> Listen to the the dawn of Manti Potty. Wait, they're Aussies. Yes, Aussie. See, everything has a wow e on the end of it. Wow, I like it. I think it's fun. Well, please. Likey and subby <laughs> to our podcast. We, to we, our party. To our party. <laughs> All right. Thank you again, Canada Dry, for <laughs> sponsoring this episode. I swear to God, it's when we drink Canada Dry, it gets weird. In a good way, Canada Dry. Hey, they, they you know, like like Ivan said, you know, before they tweeted us back and said yeah. And they got our back, something like that. Never leave us dry. Uh, the conversation never goes dry with it's Canada like, dry. Yeah, and it said something else. They said, uh, we are always we always have your back yep. during those dark details or that's something. That's right. Like. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's the dark details. I forgot about mm-hmm. that. Canada yeah. dry. Winking at you. Yep. Oh, Jesus. Where were we? Uh, yeah. Okay. Others came forward to say they were possibly linked with crime. Two girls who'd been riding their netties along the beach that day said that uh, not long after the murders would have taken place, they saw a naked man walking among the sandhills. Ooh. He, but wait, didn't you, good. didn't you say he was wearing khaki shorts? The boy was, or gray shorts. Okay. But maybe he... I was going to say maybe, well, if they were far enough off, khaki would kind of look flesh-toned. Oh, sure. So maybe he wasn't really naked. Maybe it was the killer or who. I it, swear to God, it's not like everyone's like, oh. Oh. <laughs> well, visit, Go well, on. Plus, what you're saying, Sam, is like <laughs> visibility on a beach. A lot of times, since kind of the weather sucks around the beach, that's why I don't like them. Uh, maybe just visibility is low, you know? Yeah. So, it could have been something khaki-colored, and, and yep. they they saw it as nude. Or like maybe, that. when he killed the two girls, he got bloody on his shorties and had to take him off. And that's why he was naked. <laughs> okay. I'll go with that. Naked. That's what my toddler calls it, naked, when she's... Oh, really? Naked! She's from Nike. Australia. this man was never identified the naked man they rarely are remember imagine a lineup for that where they just have to get like six naked dudes and do you recognize any of these genitalia pretend like you're walking (laughs) like uh gary with uh the guy from the video oh mark gormley yeah gormley yeah do your best mark gormley right now (laughs) If you, don't, if you don't know, you have to listen to the last episode. <laughs> um, yeah, this man was never identified, although there is easy access to this area via Captain Cook Drive. The Wanda Sandhills are isolated and very private. This made them a common destination for nude sunbathers and oh. also couples looking for a place to, you know. Yep. Talk. <laughs> Talky. Like I said earlier. Um, so, yeah, that could explain the naked guy walking around. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Could. I mean, we've all been... A naked man, a killer, 
it does not make necessarily. <laughs> right. Here's a, here's some trivia. Who wrote this book? Never stand too close to a naked man. I don't know. Tim Allen. I was I was gonna say Ooh. that. Oh, I yeah. cut you. I wish I would have. No, waited. I was, it was fine. It was that was what was in my head. But I was like, I think that's Tim Allen. But then. I didn't say yeah. it. I could see it being a comedian now that you mm-hmm. said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny thinking back to when we were all teenagers, uh, the places, this, this Wanda beach was a popular destination for that. And then like teenagers living in like the, the middle of the country there, or maybe the South, like we are, it's just back roads, you know, it's just dirt roads, back roads. Yeah. It's just like wherever a kid can find a place, right? Dude, and yeah. And it just becomes word of mouth, you know? Yes. Yeah, I knew like a network of there was there was one place a couple of miles out of town. Anyone listening to this that's where I'm from is going to know this place. But you just pull off randomly. It didn't even really look like a drive and you would go through the woods a little bit and then there was a clearing and there was a grave there. Just in the absolute middle of nowhere. There was just this grave and a clearing and it was always kind of mowed, but it was way well back from the road, you know, where no one would ever see you. And there was a grave, and there was like it was one of those graves with a little oval picture of the guy on it, you know. Hmm. Whoa! And that was a pretty popular death. Like you know, I remember pulling up in there and seeing headlights already, and being like, "Damn!" You know, and then like turning around. <laughs> like it was, it was pretty funny back in the day. Have to take Freda Felcher somewhere else. <laughs> Freda Felcher? <laughs> you know her? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I heard you talking about her. A little dumb and dumber there. Yeah, there we go. Oh, but it was. Do I want to tell that story? No, I don't want to. All right. <laughs> Others claim to have seen a man hiding under some overgrowth, and another supposedly saw a man running from the area at the same time, but again, no positive identifications were ever made. It was also discovered that shortly after the uh, murders, several women who had been sunbathing at Cronulla Beach had complained, uh, I'm sorry, shortly before the murders. I think I may have said after. This is kind of important. Okay. It was before the murders. Several women at Cronulla Beach had complained about a man that had been watching and harassing them. A few of the girls even said that he had tried to talk to them about sex and was even carrying a pornographic magazine. You're going about it the wrong way, my friend. If Hey, hey, do you guys read these things? (laughs) Don't all women? He was like the the pervert Jehovah's Witness. (laughs) Hey, do you have time to talk about penis? And he's just got a porno magazine. Like, what? How, how does that has never worked on anyone, probably? And the girl it does work on, you don't want that, do you? No. No, you don't. So, yeah, this poor guy. I mean, not poor guy. That's so creepy. But I don't know what he thought the end result was going to be. Yeah. I'm going to take this dirty magazine and go down to the beach and ask girls if they want to talk about doing the nasty. Yeah. So, it didn't work out. No. Uh, it got so bad that one of the, es- the lifeguards, es- lifeguards escorted the man off the beach and asked him not to return. After hearing about this, police were very interested to speak to this man, but as with all the other ones, he was never identified. On January 20th, 1965, all of Australia mourned as the girls were laid to rest. People were furious and calling for blood. The police set up a $10,000 reward for the killer and doubled that amount a year later. The police spent thousands of hours interviewing over 7,000 people, making the Wanda murders the largest investigation in Australia's history. Wow. Yet despite all this, no one has ever been charged with the murders of Marianne Schmidt or Christine Sherrick. Now, I want to get into some other murders that happened around that time in the same area that the police are pretty sure are related. And this is a super big rabbit trail, but we'll get into it. 
uh, on Saturday, January 29th, 1966, almost exactly one year after the Wanda Beach murders, the body of a woman was found at the foot of a flight of stairs in Piccadilly Center on Crown Street in the city of Wollongong. She, that's <laughs> Wollongong, just so I had to double check that. So uh, she was soon identified as a 56-year-old cleaning lady named Wilhelmina Kruger. Her friends would later say that in the days before her death, she was concerned that someone was stalking her and was even having people drive her to and from work. Sadly, though, it seems this was not enough to deter her assailant. An investigation showed the assault had likely begun several floors above and that she had been dragged down the staircase before being murdered. She had been stabbed, strangled, beaten, and mutilated in what many consider the most brutal murder in South Wales history. She was also nude from the chest down, suggesting a sexual component to the attack. Although they have never revealed why, police have always believed this was the work of the Wanda Beach killer, but this case too remains unsolved. For those wondering, Wollongong is about an hour's drive from Wanda Beach. So that's not that far. Yeah, well within the range. Sadly, the sad thing about something like that is, in any of these serial killer things, it takes, what, five, six, seven murders before they actually find something that links yeah it's usually never two no you know no yeah because two is a coincidence right yeah like if two two murders happen with the same mo well it's just like data it's just like there there has to be more data you know and then and then they eventually find two things that coincide and then that's when they start piecing that together even though the cops think that you know, oh yeah, these two are probably related. It takes several more. I mean, you got some more though, so that's good. I do. Yeah. What's weird is when you hear on on these documentaries where a cop will even say like, we were just hoping that, you know, the next time they'll mess up or, you know, they're yeah. actually waiting for, not hoping that someone else gets murdered, yeah, but, you know. For sure. Hoping that when they do, they, they mess up. Yeah, for sure. Or, or maybe it's like an attempt or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, less than a month after this murder, uh, another woman was found brutally murdered, this time in the Sydney suburb of Manai. She was found in the ditch off Old Illawarra, I believe, Illawarra Road, 20 minutes from Wanda Beach. She was soon identified as a 27-year-old woman from Bondi named Anna Toscaya Dolinko. Forgive me for that. Anna was partially nude and had been strangled, stabbed, and mutilated, much in the same fashion as Wilhelmina had been a month earlier and Marianne and Christine a year earlier. Anna had been reported missing 10 days prior, and the scene where she was discovered appeared though as though she had been placed in one spot, but then moved to another, more visible location sometime later, leading them to believe the killer was taunting them. This case also remains unsolved. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I'm with the cops. I mean, it just seems too, I don't know, similar. Yeah, and there's one thing, there's one pet peeve of yours that's going to come up here in a minute, Uh-oh. and you're just going to, you're just going to lose your shit. Oh, man. It's so mad. I'm trying to be calmer these days, so maybe not, <laughs> but it's probably still going to happen. I think the most angry I ever saw you get on a podcast was when you were talking about <laughs> horse racing once. Oh, uh, yeah. No, he got like super, super angry. Yeah. Like I had to calm him down. I'd be like, hey, man. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. Why? Oh, you, just because you don't like horse racing? Well, I mean, it's, it's... Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Go <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it seems like you could have a sport to where something doesn't have to be... Whipped. Whipped. And then... And then the, it, so, if you had to whip 
like Michael Jordan or Tom Brady, <laughs> would you still call them an athlete? And would you still like, you know, celebrate their accolades? You know, yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of that's that's just a little that's just a little bit of it. And then they gamble on it. True. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, you're gambling on who can whip the horse the best. <laughs> <laughs> you really are. You're monetizing. Um, that be but then it's like. But those horses are treated so kindly. You got something, Hannah? Well, I was just going to say, like, I'm in agreement. I don't understand why a jockey can gross $800,000 from a race and then a horse is like, Whoa. you know, they're like, here's a bag of oats. Here's the freshest <laughs> oats that we could find on earth. The first time Ivan was railing about this, he was literally like, how you like it if I got on top of you and whipped you, asshole? Like, he was like, <laughs> full on... Really See, I angry. told you I was calmer now about it. It's still gross. But. It just makes me laugh because I've had the exact conversation with a friend of mine. Like, really? I, I really went off on one on one night about horse racing, and I'm just like, yeah, my dad's kid, I guess. You are your father's daughter, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like you could do the same thing but not allow that. And whoever does that, you're cheating and you get thrown out of the sport. But, but They should like- have robot horses. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably coming. That probably is. Okay, there there were a few suspects. Okay. Okay. All right. Suspies is what they called in Australia. (laughs) Although no one has ever been charged with the crimes, there are a few suspects. One guy was named Alan Bassett, uh, who on the night of June 11th, 1966, murdered a 19-year-old girl named Carolyn Orphan in the city of Wollongong. After sexually assaulting her, he had strangled her and bashed in her skull with a rock. He was caught, convicted, and sentenced to life in prison for the crime. Bassett was actually uh, never looked at as a possible Wanda suspect until 1975 when he gave a painting he'd done in prison to a guy named Sess Johnson, who had been a detective on the Wanda investigation. The painting, which Bassett had titled A Bloody Awful Thing, was an abstract painting that depicted a landscape scene with a body, blood trails, and a broken knife blade. Based on this, and this alone... Johnson became convinced. I really want. It was just the painting. Okay. I like the stress. How you stressed it. It was awesome. Johnson became convinced that Bassett was the Wanda Beach killer. He became borderline obsessed with the notion and even wrote a book about it. Uh, but he was killed in, in a car accident, I believe is what it was, before the book was ever published. It should be noted that other than one Daily Mail crime reporter named Bill Jenkins, uh, no one else believes or subscribes to Alan Bassett's theory. Hmm. Bassett himself has denied being involved and voluntarily gave a DNA sample to prove it. He was released from prison in 1995 after serving 29 years in prison. Wow. So, that's so DNA first. inconclusive or something like that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. So have any of you guys heard of Christopher Wilder? That name sounds really familiar. Okay. He is a more, he's one of the more famous serial killers from Australia. He was a suspect. Hmm. Or was suspected, I guess. Um, you, anyone listening, if you haven't heard of Christopher Christopher Wilder, do we could do a two or three part series on just this guy? Holy hmm. shit! The beauty queen killer. Yes, um, he came to America, and uh, man, you you might look it up if you put in Christopher Wilder and go into images. What he would do is he had a a, a camera, and he would go into malls and pose as like a talent scout. And he would just find a pretty young girl and say, hey, I work for Vogue or whatever. And, you know, would you want to let me take some photographs of you? I'll give you a hundred bucks or whatever. 
It must be true. I have a camera. Yes. Yeah, it said his, his span of crimes was just from February to April of 1984. Yeah, he, he, he did a few crimes in Australia early, uh-huh. then came to America and did, yes, it was like one crime spree where he killed, what, eight girls? Yes, uh, yes. Killing yeah. At least eight of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was using this spiel of the, you know, that's why okay. they call it. Uh, there's a picture of him, super, super creepy. They found out later that he was in the picture, but I think it was in a mall where, where they were doing this little like mini fashion show thing. And it shows you might see it, Sam. It's a girl yeah. on a stage. Okay. Yes. Look to look to the like right of her. There's right a, behind her. There's a He's standing there with his camera looking at her, right? That's Christopher Wilder, kind of a balding guy. Mm-hmm. It's one of the more creepy pictures I've ever seen because it you're literally looking at like a wolf. Right. Did he kill that day? I don't know. Okay. I don't know the the story behind the picture. But they just said, there he is. Yes. They could have found that later. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just creepy because you know he's there to find someone to kill. Wow. It's a very creepy picture just for, I mean, you know. Everyone there should feel lucky. Yeah. (laughs) That, you know, survived. What do you got, Hannah? Uh, This is just a small piece about him, but I thought it was interesting. It says that in 1968 that he was married and almost immediately his new wife found another woman's underwear and pornographic photos in his car. And she accused him of sexual abuse and said that he was going to kill her. The marriage barely lasted a week. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Yep, I did a so little reading. three here. years later after the murders at the beach. Mm-hmm. That was when Hannah was, Hannah was talking about. Yep. Well, not only that, so, okay, I'll, I'll, I just did a little. He abducted, tortured, and killed many women during the 80s in the States, like we just talked about. Uh, the six-week crime spree across seven states during which he would go to malls, pose as a photographer, luring young girls for a photo shoot before raping and murdering them. Beauty Queen Killer, that's how he got that name. Um, but... He was born and raised in New South Wales, Australia, which is also where his disturbing crimes began. We could do a lot more on this, but we'll, let's just go back to Wilder's very first, as far as we know, sexual crime. He was only 17, living in Sydney, when he was convicted of raping a 13-year-old girl on a beach. Possibly because of his age, he was only sentenced to probation, which, holy, sh- I don't even, this guy got, he, this guy was let off the hook so many times. Like we'll, we, like I said, I'm not going to dwell on live and learn. (laughs) It was basically that over it for like over. He should have been in prison years before he ever even went on that final murder spree. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. That would have been like around 62. Okay. Okay. He was born in 45. Okay. Well, I mean, that adds up. Yes. Yes. And so that's why he fits perfectly. He's in the area. Mm-hmm. He's a, a sexual sadist. He's in, you know, the right age. Um, like Hannah said, he got married in 68. All that stuff went down and the marriage d- dissolved immediately. And these guys get stuck in a rut. They do, they commit crimes in similar ways in similar places. So you said that, uh, I mean, this is super obvious stuff I'm saying. Well, but, yeah, but still. Yeah. But yeah, keep going. Yeah. His new bride left him after one week. Uh, a year later, Wilder left Australia and headed for America, where he wound up in Boynton Beach, Florida. No sooner than he landed, though, he uh, he began to rack up various charges of sexual misconduct, but despite several convictions, was never jailed for any of these offenses. Mm. No idea why. This brings us to 1982, and Wilder is temporarily back in Australia visiting his parents. While there, he forces two 15-year-old girls to pose nude for photographs and sexually assaults them. Because of this, he is charged with yet more sexual offenses. However, his parents posted his bail, 
And Wilder immediately went back to the U.S. Yeah. Looking at this guy in these pictures, what are these girls thinking? Like, he is like <laughs> creepy looking anyways. Yes. I don't know. He has a camera, like I said. I mean, it, it's, it's, and then probably some charisma. I mean, that just validates. But I think that might have to be part of it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he, he's probably very con- convincing, yes. like, you know. I mean, yep. girls back in the day were like, oh, true. Ted Bundy is so cute. That's true. I don't see it. And neither <laughs> does any other girl I've ever talked to. Yeah. They were very attractive for that time. Now, I mean, this, this guy is, is not attractive this at all. This dude is but, balding. You know, he had, like, I mean. Looks like a creepy uncle for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rodney Alcala kind of did the same thing um, in California. He, of course, he actually was a good photographer. Is what's weird, but um, you know, he was the game show killer. They ended up on the the dating game or whatever it was. Look oh, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, We've talked about that before. Not an episode. A creepy but. clip. Oh yeah. god, yeah, super creepy. Um, but yeah, the girl. Did you know the girl uh, rejected the date after? Like she, they they said yes on air, and and mm-hmm. after the show was over, she got a bad vibe about him. Yeah, she said, "I just got a bad feeling about him," and it, so I never went through with the date. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, I don't wow. think he would have killed her because that would be like you were on national television. Yeah, her, well, she was probably safe, but who knows? But I that know. that that speaks to her intuition. Yes, right for sure. Listen to your gut. Well, yeah. what, what 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 were we just listening to, or what podcast was it where they were talking about? Uh, that whole thing of go with your gut, like you actually have. Uh, what type? I'm such an idiot to try to talk about this. I'm so far out of my element. But like neurons or whatever, or whatever, yeah, like you have those in your stomach, almost as many as in your brain or something. But there well, is something I mean, to it. I mean, if you if you look back throughout our history, I mean, there's like if you sensed a pr- evil presence in the woods and you were right and you fleed you pass those traits to your ancestors. Like, you know, so, so like you survived for a reason whenever we were in the wild. So, yeah. so it's probably, I mean, we probably need to use that now when we're encountering strange individuals. Like, does this seem legit? Is this the, is this the wolf that's going to kill us? Yeah. You know? So yeah. yeah. So it's probably, it's probably very scientific. It's probably not woo at all. Nope. I doubt it. I doubt it at all. Gut signals are transmitted at epithelial neural synapses through the release of serotonin. Sorry. Wow. So now, like you were saying, and now instead of maybe a wolf being in the bush, it's a, you're on an elevator and a strange man gets on. Yeah. It's But it's the same thing where, you know, maybe not for us, but for a female maybe. Uh, I mean, that's what it says. It says that your stomach directly communicates with your brain using your neuropeptides. Isn't that weird? But think about it. It's so common and people don't think like any time that you've ever like you found out someone had passed away or just some huge like you feel your st- even almost before you react in your yeah. brain, you feel your stomach. go. I'm a vomit griefer for sure. As soon as I hear bad news. Really? Oh, for sure. Yeah. See, isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Just Intuition. That you in the stomach and just, ooh, yeah. Broke up with my 60 year old boyfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. I've been that way my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, Wilder, it's 82. Uh, he's back in, in, in Australia and is up to mischief again. Mischief. I just, mischief sounds like he like stole a Zagnut bar or something and he literally <laughs> assaulted two girls. I'm sorry, <laughs> but that's how he was treated. Um, he did get more charges. His parents bailed him out. Um, he went straight back to the U S amazingly once there due to a series of court delays, his trial was prevented for over two years. 
So again, he's off the hook. Awesome. Then in April of 1984, this is where it all culminates, he went on a six-week crime spree across several states during which he murdered eight women and abducted and assaulted many more before being killed while struggling over a pistol with a New Hampshire state trooper. And then after that, they figured out all the... Yeah. He was trying to get up to Canada through New Hampshire, and he had stopped there to ask somebody about border security or something, and a mm. New Hampshire state trooper just happened to see him, and he had wanted posters out. Mm. And uh, it was a straight up, like out of a movie, wrestling over a gun, yeah. and it went off, and, and it killed, thankfully, not the trooper, but Wilder. Yeah. Oh. Pretty crazy. Good for him. Considering Wilder's sadistic crimes, his location and age at the time, and even his appearance, uh, which was close to that of the shirtless boy at the beach, many consider him the prime suspect. Yeah. Could be. Yeah, it all adds up, really. Well, then there's this creepy guy, Derek Percy, another serial killer in Sydney during the mid-1960s. <laughs> I guess. You know, it's funny, though. We were just talking earlier, like, yeah, back in the day, kids could go, do you know how many serial active serial killers were in the United States? And the 70s was like gangbusters for serial yeah, killers. Yeah, but Sam hit on that. He said, basically, to paraphrase him, he said that, uh, you know, he thinks that the danger has always been there and we're just the news has made us more aware. Yeah, well, and yeah, more social, more you know, social media. And yeah. All that, yeah. And you got 24 hour news stations. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's not that much news. They got to talk the about the 60s them. and 70s were definitely the age of the serial killer, though. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people, you know, they took after, after the example they saw, which mm -hmm. was Manson, Bundy, and, yep. you know, all those good guys. The Zodiac, and man, there's so many. Yeah, out of out of the, like, who's who of serial killers, Gacy and all them, most of them are around the 70s, you know, mm -hmm. maybe late 60s, yeah. 70s, early 80s. Like, man, what was in the water back then, guys? I just think mm. it's like with anything, you see someone do it, everybody else does it, but in a really gruesome way. Yeah, you know, there there is, like, uh, there's been interviews with serial killers that, that straight out said like they idolized other serial killers you know when they were growing up or whatever when they when they got older and whatever urges they started having but they literally studied and followed other serial killers i mean even in the night stalker they said that the pentagrams were an ode to manson yeah yeah mm -hmm. yep crazy stuff man this guy looks oh did evil. you look up Derek percy yes, he just yeah. looks evil he makes christopher wilder look yeah. like mr rogers mm -hmm. that's <laughs> That's no analogy. Yeah. So, uh, well, if, when you see the picture, I will yeah. know. Yeah. He'll wow. be he'll be in your nightmares. So yeah, um, he was. Uh, uh, it was July of 1969. This Derek Percy attempted to abduct two children, but only made off with one, a 12 year old girl named Avon Toey, I believe, whom he went on to murder. Percy is suspected of being responsible for a whole host of abductions and murders in Australia throughout the 60s, including the Wanda Beach murders but could never be concretely linked to any case other than Yvonne's. However, concerning the Wanda Beach murders, Percy did resemble the infamous boy at the beach. And get this, it was common for Percy to visit his grandmother's house, which is located, guess where? Not only, and I didn't give you time to guess. No, I'm, I'm guessing. That's the Mitch Hedberg. There. Guess what I like? Mashed potatoes. You didn't give me time to guess. I'll let you guess. Guess where? Guess where his grandmother's house was located? Near that secluded beach town. Uh, or that secluded beach. No. No. Okay. No. Sam? No one wants to play this <laughs> stupid ass game with me. I'm like, Hannah, what do we have? Okay. The, his grandmother's house was located not only in West Ride, where Christine and uh, Marianne lived, but oh. just a few houses down. Oh, oh wow. Okay. 
Yes. Even so that's better. that's even more intriguing than what I was He could have hopped on the train, like followed him. Yes, because he would go to the beach when he was there. Hell, he probably met him on the train to the True. beach. Yeah. Yeah. Very likely. Yeah. Yeah, they went all the time, so this could have been in his mind for weeks. Yes. Or longer. So he's like, this guy's got a real close connection. Wow. As far as Yvonne's murder, he was actually found not guilty by reason of insanity, but he was believed responsible for the crime. And this is funny. I just learned this. He was remanded in an Australian prison at the governor's pleasure. Have you ever heard of that? No. This is another name for an indefinite jail term. So okay. if you're in jail on the at the governor's pleasure, you're there for life. But it's a very weird thing. I'm not sure I understand it. But anyway, yeah. it's an Australian an Australian thing. I mean, it's got to be just like, yeah, I know, you know, I know you did it or I know you did bad things, so you're just going to stay there. Yeah. You know what's you know why we're best friends? Why is that? The next line I wrote was like, so in other words, Australia was like, yeah, we know you did it, but you don't need to be on the streets. Yeah. We literally <laughs> just said like verbatim it's the really same close. thing. Yeah. I love you. Well, was that out? Was that out loud? Ditto. Push your feelings down, Joey. No, I was kidding. No. <laughs> That's such a weird way to say it at the governor's pleasure. This it is. guy murdered your family. I'm going to keep him away. My pleasure. <laughs> it's my, my pleasure. <laughs> my pleasure. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> they probably got that because some family member is like, "Thanks for keeping him," and he said, "My pleasure." My pleasure. It's oh. like, wait a second. Well, let's why? Just call it that. Let's call it pleasure. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> I put him in prison at the governor's pleasure. What, Sam? Oh, I was just reading something about Percy. He said, it says, um, Percy, a loner with a high IQ, was just a schoolboy in the sleepy Victorian town of Mount Beauty when people began to notice his strange behavior. He was once seen standing in a river, dressed in women's clothing, waving a knife around while defecating. Who hasn't done that? You have a couple beers? <laughs> I mean, come on, that's a Friday night. Am I right? Anyway. Yeah, or a Saturday. <laughs> Wild defecating. <laughs> it's a lot going on at once. Hello. Yeah. It <laughs> almost sounds like a game where he's like, okay, like he rolls some kind of card and, and or a dice, and it's like, oh, in a river. Okay. Oh, wearing a dress. Roll Man, again. this is some D&D round. <laughs> <laughs> Wild defecating. D and duty. Oh, okay, six years before his death, a huge cache of Percy's belongings was found in a storage locker. They included drawings, writings, and newspaper clippings that cast even more suspicion on him, but he never confessed to any other crimes. The closest he got was once during questioning about the murders of Marianne and Christine, Percy replied, oh, I could have done it, but I don't remember. Oh, that's a slap in the face. <laughs> Gonna go in the prison and the governor's pleasure for that one. <laughs> Percy sat in prison for 44 years before dying of cancer. He was the longest held prisoner in Australia's penal history. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. He's painy, painy history. This is where I want to piss Ivan off. This is this, cause it's a thing that you always like, and, 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 and rightfully so. Oh, it's not the horse racing. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it's the other. I, thing. I thought we were already done with that. No, it's the other thing. Okay, I wasn't even waiting for this, but yeah, I'm ready. A huge advancement. Great news, everybody. A a huge advancement. Advan, 
a huge advancement, a huge advancement in the Wanda. I'm so excited about it. In the Wanda murders case came in 2012 when it was announced that a DNA sample had been collected from the shorts that Christine Sherrick was wearing at the time of her murder. Oh, and it was admitted it cannot be used. Um, well, is that what you're going to say? The sample was too weak to be used by uh, modern testing, but investigators are confident that in the future. More advanced technology will possibly pull a full profile from the killer. Isn't that awesome? Too bad they don't have that knife. But <laughs> oh, but wait. One more thing. Uh, that's my Columbo. One more thing. My Columbo. Columbo. It was also announced two years later that the DNA sample, along with all the other items from the case, had been lost. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Lost so, evidence, dude. Okay, go, Ivan. I wound you up. Now go. <laughs> well, <laughs> isn't there a thing called an evidence locker that it's supposed yeah. to be put in and locked? Yep. yep. So yeah, and there's a and there's a guy that you, you take something, you sign it out, mm-hmm. and you bring it back chain and you of sign custody. it in. Mm-hmm. I mean, in 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 a lot of movies and stuff. There's like a chain link fence indoors. Right. <laughs> Where else do you see a chain link fence indoors? So evidence is going to be lost. And I mean, usually there's a buzzer that goes off when that door is open. Yep. Yep. You're right. I mean, we have a we we have a in the Arctic we have a seed vault where we where we take all the seed that we biodiversity where we can store those away in case something bad ever happens. Like you've you've got a plan like that. Yeah. Like you've got. <sighs> evidence it's like it's kind of like that thing where you're like cleaning house and spring cleaning you know it's like should i throw this thing away i might need it later so even we have that about some kind of random shit in a drunk drawer you know <laughs> like some kind of random coaster like you got at the beach in 1987 <laughs> like should i throw this away no i'm gonna keep that that, that brings back some memories you can't do that on a box that says evidence. Like you're gonna throw that out. Yeah, but and I can't throw the coaster away with yeah, that one C battery and a couple yeah. of double A's. It might have some charge in it. <laughs> we might need it for the remote one yep. of these days. You know, it's like, yeah, you're right. That does drive me crazy. But the box does take up 1.5 cubic square foot of space. So you know, yeah, there everything that ever is brought in there should be there for mm-hmm. the rest of eternity. Yeah. I agree. And anybody that takes it out should have to sign. So, you know, where'd this box go that said Wanda Beach? Oh, it was checked out in 2012 by Officer Harry Peterson at 12 p.m. I'm not even a death penalty guy, but if you don't bring it back, you get the electric chair. (laughs) Because it's so stupid. Yeah. I think you have to, like, leave um, your ID or credit card or something like that. Yeah. Something. A key to your house. You know, something. That it's the reason why it's so frustrating. It's not just one or two times I've heard of this no. throughout this podcast and just yeah. in other cases. It's all the time. Yeah. Well, the evidence for that it's gone wherever we don't know where it went. It's like, how is this happening so much? I don't know. And I get it when the evidence is like a box of money or cocaine. I'm like, okay, someone took. But if it's a bot, <laughs> if it's got bloody underwear that's 30 years old, where the hell's that going? Joe gets it if it's cocaine. I mean, <laughs> well, I expected know. to keep a bunch of good cocaine laying around. Someone's going to take that coke, let's be honest. You know, but if it's just like, you know, some hair and a swab, a semen swab for, you know, from 78, where's that go? I just imagine that guy like, well, he, 
I just heard there's more DNA advancements. Let's go get that one to be. Oh, shit. Where'd it go? It's right it here. Throw it out. Throw it out. Taking up too much room. I got a, I got a lava lamp, and it was like, I needed more room. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, to move that, I had to move that box, and there's the lava lamp. <laughs> if you're mad, just stare at the lava lamp for a minute. It's very relaxing. <laughs> It is it is very frustrating. <laughs> I do some of this coke from this other box we got. <laughs> and watch the lava lamps. It works out perfectly. <laughs> I don't that's more of a weed thing. I don't think you do coke and then just sit and watch a lava lamp. You probably like Well, uh, yeah, you probably wouldn't. No. I don't think you would. No. Yeah. What is uh who was it? Oh, it was some great stand up comedian. He said cocaine is a good drug to do when you want to walk to Cleveland. <laughs> I don't remember who that was, but it was such a great Theo Vaughn has a really good story about, you know, he's been clean for quite a while now, but it was back when he was not. And uh, he said he did a bunch of coke one time and just took off his shirt and just ran like 20 miles to a different town. And he said he ended up like walking over some railroad tracks and there was a person's backyard and they were having a cookout and he just like <laughs> climbed the fence and had a cookout <laughs> with them. And he's like, dude, coke will do some weird things. <laughs> well, I mean, the movie Caddyshack was fueled by <laughs> cocaine. Uh, it's a wonder is even made if you watch, I watched a documentary about it. It's mm. uh, about, not just about that and National Lampoon's guys, but uh, it's a wonder it was ever finished. Well, it's the same and way. if you watch it now, I, I've watched it since that, watching that documentary, and there's a lot of things that don't even really add up and the <laughs> plot just kind of goes in weird directions. <laughs> it's not a great movie, but it's a great movie. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say about it. That doesn't make any sense. It's the same way uh, with, you said, by, fueled by cocaine, the first few seasons of Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. How'd that sure. happen? Yeah. A comedian does a joke about that. He was like, Saturday Night Live will never be this great again because in the 90s, they just imported a bunch of Canadians and cocaine and went for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. They did. It's, that's true. That's they stole true. them from National Lampoons. Yep. They really did. Yeah. Every, all of them but the creator, the main guy. So- there was uh, also an occurrence right around the time of the Wanda uh, Beach murders that police have long suspected could be connected as well. And not just any occurrence. This is called foreshadowing. Okay. We're talking about one of the most famous missing persons case, person, not purses. I don't know if they had purses. Okay. Missing persons cases in Australia's history. The disappearance of the Beaumont children. And that is what we'll be covering on our next episode. Wow. Great segue. I tied them together. Very baby. nice. That's awesome. You know what's funny is I initially wanted to do an episode on the Beaumont children, and when I got into the research, I immediately stumbled into this Wanda Beach thing that had happened a little before, uh -huh. and they thought it was tied together. So I was like, I'll just do the Wanda Beach first, and then see if we can tie them together. So that's what we're going to do next week. Awesome. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> that's really cool. That's a good little nugget you threw at us there. Thank you for next week. Thank. You. I'm trying. I love this podcast. I put my heart and soul into it. You do. Blood and sweat and urine and everything else I have. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just should have stopped at the first part. Is it, is it next Tuesday yet? I want to hear this next story. <laughs> hey, and don't forget, Mini Manus. Mini Manus. Speaking of Tuesdays, mm -hmm. at 9 a.m. That's, that's when, when they that, drop. That's when they drop. That's awesome. Yep. So, there we go. We're putting out more content. We're loving what we're doing. The numbers are going up. That's cool. Thank you guys for listening. Thank our Patreon patrons, I guess, is what mm -hmm. y'all are yep. called. Yep. And, uh, uh, yeah, just thank you. Yep. Thank you. Thank you.